I can hear, buddy, sometimes listening back, I contemplate editing something out, because, like, I sound like the biggest asshole. Like, 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 the one, like, Brandon's like, sorry, are you guys talking about DK Metcalf? Is he there next year? And I'm like, meaning what? <laughs> and I'm like, he's in the fucking draft. What do you mean is he going to be, what, are you asking us if we think he's going to be drafted by them? Yeah, just like, and then he's like, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like. No, he's talking about Nikhil Harry. <laughs> and then I'm listening back to him and I'm going, holy fuck. And I'm just so baked and I'm trying to listen to you and he's cutting me off. Like, I got you. It's fucking hilarious. I but like, you. I don't know. Um, we got the combine, don't we? We do have the combine. And it I is mean, combine really, Thursday. I can't be more excited about it. It's not being, it, nothing's being aired until, what, tomorrow? Yeah, it starts tomorrow. And it's all, me- today's all measurables and shit, right? Exactly, exactly. Um... But, I, I think I think the story of the day uh, so far, as far as half this day is concerned, is Kyler Murray coming in at 5'10", 207, and his hands are nine and a half inches. That's gonna be the issue. His weight two oh seven, so that's a that's cra- I didn't I didn't put him up, I didn't put him over a buck ninety five. Well, his height five ten and one eight. And even give him that. But anyway. Yes. Hands at nine and a half. It didn't. Didn't they have? Didn't Jared Goff have similar issues? And didn't he just play in the Super Bowl as far as hand size is concerned? I don't recall. He had small hands coming out of the draft, and people were contemplating how he can go one two. No one in the league. It's from the the thumb to the pinky. Yeah. So from the outside of the pinky to the thumb is is your hand measurement. Um, no one, in, not a quarterback in the league, has under nine inch hands. No, not under nine inch hands. And he's and got nine and a quarter inch hands, correct? Nine, 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 nine and a half. half. Nine and a half inch hands. Okay, maybe it is golf that has nine and a quarter inch hands. So, so Chinese stats, stop looking at how long your hands are. No, because and, I was and, like, and, here, if you want to measure I'm your hand, put, your, just put your palm up in front no. of your face if you want to measure it, and then Mike, just lean over and fucking smack him. Chinese <laughs> stats, can you, can you find us? Can you find, oh boy, can you find us Jared Goff's hand measurables coming out of Cal, please? Because there was conversations that he couldn't go one two with having hands that size, and I mean, I don't know if it's relevant at this point, and I don't know if it's going to continue being relevant. Because if a quarterback holds the football and protects the football, like say, oh, I don't know, a running back does three points of contact, what's the concern? So then, when yeah, he doesn't re- have that many fumbles, but when you remove that concern, you you say, when is he most vulnerable? When he's climbing the pocket, yeah. when he's in the pocket, when there's defensive ends climbing all the way around him. In that instance, he'll climb the pocket and then he'll escape said pocket. All at which point he'll have his eyes downfield, and if there's someone in the vicinity, he'll tuck the ball and run. Yeah. And if he's able to make the throw, he'll put the ball in his right hand and just sling it. So I'm wondering what the concern is, and I'm wondering if it's just conversation, just content, just talking points. Because, like I said, Jared Goff well, played in the Super Bowl. Everybody's searching for those right now. They're looking for something, right? Oh, actually, that brings a point. Before we start recording. Jared Goff, 9-inch hands. I know you guys said 9-inch hands? 9-inch hands for Jared Goff. 9 even? Pulling up. So he's got the smallest hands in the league then, because no quarterback has under 9-inch hands. And he just played in the Super Bowl. So is it really a conversation if Kyler Murray has nine and a half inch hands? I don't believe it is. Is uh it well the frame is the frame is more of a, a, a NFL man frame than like I'm more concerned about Hollywood Brown's frame. Like do you see what he measured in it? I'm really glad that we're having that conversation. He's 160 fucking pounds, bro. Like he's my weight. I'm glad we're having that conversation. I can't fucking I can't hold up I, in the NFL. 
when Deshaun Jackson was drafted, also out of Cal, good comp, good comp. People were looking at him and saying, "How can he play at this level?" It was one seventy-eight. But what people failed to realize is that he was such a burner that he he protected yeah, but, himself but by 160 running. One sixty and one seventy-eight is a huge at difference. At the NFL bro. level, it is considerable. Ten pounds in the NFL is the difference between getting hurt, playing injured, playing hurt, playing. Okay, injured. hold on, because this is actually good food for thought. A couple weeks ago, I I floated an idea of. I think, and actually, just last week, Johnny kind of uh, expunged on it. <laughs> um, no, he added to it and, and said, um, I know you guys don't want to do, like, uh, errors, omissions, and whatever, corrections type of deal to start podcast, but I kind of I do it in a way of not wanting to rip off PTI, but um, maybe we do it in, like a, like, a previously on. And then we can do like a quick little 10 second clip of a main point from last week or two or three different things and then go into like what I want to say like uh, anyone that, out there that may have been offended by a couple of the jokes that we said about Robert Kraft last week, um, none of us knew that this was uh, an investigation into sex slaves and and not only that but apparently he's now linked to possibly knowing um, and paying for the... the um, human trafficking. Yes, hum- yes. So, uh, I'm glad that we didn't really go in on him too hard. Pause. Um, and, and I deflected and said, you know, I'm not even going to try to make jokes on, uh, about this because of the level of talent that some of these meme makers have at making jokes on the internet. Now, since then, I've read that, like, this is a pretty fucking serious... This isn't just a man paying for pussy, which... I saw numerous tweets of ex-players saying, so we're now concerned about like guys in the NFL paying for pussy? Like, this isn't anything new. No, no. It, but it, it's it's a significantly Being a higher... part of a human sex slave... Uh, well, it's a federal... Human trafficking ring. It's a federal investigation. And investigations don't become federal. They stay local. That little $500,000 slap on the wrist and a six-game fine, that's going to be the, the cherry on top of his jail sentence, potentially. Now, I'm not going into that because... Billionaires that are white don't go to jail. They go to country clubs. Let's let's be honest. They're <coughs> looking like Paulie and Goodfellas. Uh, at, at, on a bad day. On a bad day. Um, <laughs> they might not have enough garlic for their pasta. So I don't want to go like I don't want to go into that too far. But we'll I do want to say that I am retracting any joke that I did make Fair because enough. now this is a serious like it's no it. longer a meme worthy thing. Like here's we're talking what, about human sex trafficking. Here's what we'll do. It's not errors and omissions. We'll have our own mistakes and improvements. Okay. okay, so we're taking a similar concept, but we're making it our own. So in that vein, yeah, uh, uh, like I was higher than Randy Gregory last week when we were reco- uh, when we were recording. Would you guys? Um, say? I'm taking your ammo away from you. Um, I said we we had a very good thirty minute conversation about uh, Earl Thomas versus Landon Collins, essentially, and I confused myself um, with trying to actually reiterate my point. So let me just say it for a third time that the why I have switched from wanting Landon Collins to uh, Earl Thomas is more so because um, I believe that Xavier Woods with Earl Thomas could even more so be an interchangeable free safety and strong safety because he's a better coverage free safety than what um, Landon Collins could ever dream of. Um, He's not quite the strong safety that Landon Collins potentially is, but he can still lay a hit. So now you put Earl Thomas as the center fielder behind him, and he's the one laying the pipe, then... That's what she said! (laughs) 
Okay. It comes. That's what she said. It comes down. It comes down I to threw up a little alley oop for you there. Like Shaq and Kobe in the early two thousand. It's it's like, do you need more help against the pass or the run? So if you were to remove Jeff Heath and put in Earl Thomas, you would automatically have an improvement in pass coverage. Okay. Yes. Yes. Earl Thomas can also play the run and put his nose exactly where it belongs. Yes. Landon Collins is a thumper against the run game. And, and not I would, good coverage. I would say that he is below Earl Thomas in his coverage abilities playing the free safety position. And what about Xavier Woods? Would you put him below in coverage skills versus Xavier Woods? Or I would, not enough of a sample size? Not enough of a sample size. And I would also say that Landon Collins has much more meaningful minutes for the New York yes. Giants than Xavier Woods and has Johnny touched on that saying, are we kind of getting duped by these stats because he's on the field that much more because he's playing for the fucking Giants? And I was like, I can't disagree with kind that. Of, kind of a fair point, right? But the thing, the thing that I, I got very angry last night re-listening to that episode as I shoveled snow at 3 a.m. Um, was when I'm trying to reiterate my point that I... Sorry, at eight and a half, so I thought we were. Oh. Well, he's not in the NFL anymore. Oh, I thought and, it was and, just. And what was time. and what was weeks? Uh, what was Vic's biggest weakness aside from accuracy? He held the ball yeah. like it was a loaf of bread, and he would fumble, well, fumble, fumble, quite. Fumble, yeah. Well, and when he fumble was playing with the football, he looked like he was playing like flag or touch football. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was a little bit. Yeah, like where there was no fumbling. But back to your point. So either way, yeah, the whole point was that I was trying to reiterate a point that I butchered, and then I actually butchered it even worse by calling Landon Collins a free safety. I made my point correct in what I was trying to explain. Yeah, but, but then I, safety. but then I just said, oh yeah, because of course he's going to be the free safety falling out, and I, I'm listening to it, and I want to fucking break my shovel over, yeah. over something. You know what I mean? Like it's just like oh, I got to say something tomorrow. So Absolutely. there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah, what we'll, we'll kick it off with mistakes and improvements. We'll talk about not too much. Talk about how the Robert Kraft thing has become a little more serious than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. You'll talk about how you butchered Earl Thomas and Landon Collins. It won't be too long. And then we'll slide seamlessly right into combine talk. That's, uh, that's good. Okay. Um, so I guess what we'll do then is is use that, uh, use that last five minutes of audio that you didn't know I was recording for. And, uh, oh, no, I can see it. Oh, well, fuck you then. <laughs> How about CSI pigskin? <laughs> How about I just. Uh, do... Sir, there's been new developments in the case. <laughs> well, uh, it's time for. KD Crab. It's time for talking pigskin. Welcome back to Talking Pigskin. Echo in the room, echo in the room. Yeah, fucking right. It's good to be back. Uh, we got a full house again. I'm your host, Jeremy Keehan. Mike the Jag. Johnny, uh... Johnny who? Johnny P- Johnny what? Johnny Bones? Johnny, Johnny J-Bones? Okay, everybody, uh, I have an announcement to make. From now on, I will be known as... Johnny P- Coco the Monkey. <laughs> uh... Uh, that 
that Johnny Bone shit killed me last week, bro. You ain't a UFC fighter. You can't be John Bones Jones. You can't be Johnny Jones. You're or not, Johnny Bones. You're not Chandler Jones' brother. You can be Johnny Jones if you want. That could be your that could be your name next week. Sounds like a mobster uh, hitman. Yo, just call Johnny Jones. Next, next week it's Jackie two times. Jackie, Jackie two times. times. I'm gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. That's another thing he said last week. <laughs> he goes. Times. He's like. He's. We, we just intro the episode and he's fiddling around. I'm like, what are you looking for? He goes, Johnny Papers needs the papers. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Ray um, his voice narrating. I can still hear it right now. We're all. Uh, we're all over. It's gonna be one of those episodes, listener. Um. So what is it? Episode thirty six. Um. We started off a little bit differently with something that. Um, we're going to call mistakes and improvements. Well, we already did that because I was recording earlier. That was the cold open. Remember the time that I said that I saw and that I knew that and then I just forgot? So, combine time. So, you liar. <laughs> no, I saw. You the, li- saw, you the Lion King. I saw the numbers going. I saw the... Why are you always lying? Ah, man. I mean, lying like a rug. What do you like the most? Like that hair on top of your fucking head. Oh, don't even get me started, bro. I feel so much more free now. Um, oh, shit. <coughs> okay, let's get into this. Thank you. What are you most excited about <coughs> seeing in this combine? Is it is it the story that everybody focuses on, the Kyler Murray, or is it the diamonds in the rough that nobody talks about? What, for you, really attracts you to combine? Um, I like th- the... Uh, probably my favorite thing to watch is three-cone drill. Okay. Um, I was pre-watching fucking Khalil Max three-cone drill today. Lightning. Yeah, just lightning. Pretty absurd. And at that size, too, but anyway. Uh, honestly, I think he actually ran a, th- a better three-cone than Russell Wilson did. And also, if you go back and watch Russell Wilson's combine tape, his feet are really close together, and it bothered me every throw that he made. Watch it when you get a chance, and tell me if I'm crazy. Well, like, he didn't do anything to his draft I stock. was going to say, I mean, <laughs> he it, he expanded his drop back considerably, but anyway... Staying on point, you like the three-cone drill, so do I, because that is a real determinant of, of, of a player's speed and quickness. Quick, t- uh, and, quick twitch. Yes, quickness in a very, very short area. Yes. And for a defensive lineman, quickness in a short area is nothing if not their bread and butter. What else do you like? Um, I, I mean, I like watching the corners and the receivers uh, run the 40 to an extent. I mean, it's... It's such a fucking spectacle. I, like, do you subscribe to the Bill Belichick opinion of these players are just in shorts and, and t-shirts running around? Well, it's, the, un- it's the underwear Olympics. So you do subscribe to his perspective? To an extent, okay. but at the same time, if you don't... It, it, as long as a team has a level-headedness to them and they don't just fall in love with the draft oh, the draft numbers and, and there's got to be tape to go along with the... Um, like the measurables and the and you know what I mean. The like numbers, it's, yeah. It's uh, it's it's not, it's not full, it's not foolproof. But at the same time, a guy that maybe doesn't play for the biggest school, uh, or is behind a whole bunch of of first round talent, and doesn't have that much film on tape like to to show, and then all of a sudden goes and has a combine like a like a Byron Jones and sets a, a fucking unofficial world record. Wow. All of a sudden, that catapults him into the first round. Was it standing long jump? Standing, it was broad jump. It was broad broad jump. 13 13 and 6, 13 foot 6 inches, something like that. Like, just insanity. Unbelievable. Um, So, let's let's focus on one thing to really think about. Oh, man. 100% You're you're standing still, and you're leaping 13 feet forward. By standing still. It's crazy. Some of the box jumps that I still see. Crazy. DeMarcus Ware pull off as a retired player. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
<laughs> Let's stick on the offensive side of the ball because um, yeah, like I want to see Hollywood Brown run. So you you want to see him run because because I want to see him save his draft stock. Thank you. He's a nine route guy, and if he doesn't prove that he has the capabilities of running the route tree, well, I want to see him. He's a like first round talent. I want to see him break uh, John Ross's record. Because that's the only way, as a, as a 160-pound frame, are you... 426, 427? 422, I believe. Oh, my gosh. That's low. Um, he broke... Well, he... he sorry, he, finish he, your thought. The only way that you're that size, finish your thought. The only way that you're fi- uh, 160 pounds and... and Drafting like, the first and round. And getting drafted... Well, I don't think he's a first-round draft pick. No, I, I don't think he's a first-round draft pick. I think nine. that's a... I think there's two. It, I think there's DK Metcalf and there's Nikhil Harry. Those are your two first-round... Draft, uh, first round absolutely wide receiver. agree with you and I have the Indianapolis Colts taking and him. that's why I said you can get a guy in the second or the third mm-hmm. because there's not that much of a di- and that's the other thing I'm not necessarily sold on the big body receivers in today's NFL you want faster guys like here's a name he's got to be damn good to be on the outside to be that type of body type here's a name do you remember when uh, Tennessee drafted Doriel Green Beckham I do remember, remember that when he was six and a half feet tall the measurables coming out the yin yang Look at fucking Laquan Treadwell. He's the prototypical prototyp- NFL wide receiver size, basically. He was a beast at Old Miss. Coming into the... I love... Like, I... He caught everything... Loved at, Laquan Treadwell in the draft process. everything at Ole Miss. Caught everything in the combine. Came into the NFL and caught nothing. And, and that's the biggest problem for a wide receiver. Whether he's drafted higher than he should be or not, the hardest thing for them to do is come in and especially if they're not a polished route runner, is to then turn into that against talent that they've never been covered by. So here's Russell Wilson's three-cone here. Johnny's just pulled it up. We'll keep talking about Hollywood, but pay attention when he starts throwing here. You're going to see how fucking tight his feet together are. It's weird. So Um, my concern with a guy like Hollywood Brown is not that he's not a football player that can play at this level. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is his college numbers were... Helped by a guy named Baker Mayfield and a guy named Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's a good call. And when you're looking at the routes that he ran, I'm not that's saying special. that he ran against nobodies, but I'm saying that the talent at which he ran his routes yep. is something that he will not see. And at 165, how are we talking about separation, breaking out of your routes? How can we have that conversation against guys that are bigger than you by 20 pounds? At least. So, so what at I'm trying least. to communicate right now is... It's a stretch for him to be anything more than a nine-route guy coming in, especially when someone like John Ross in Cincinnati has had a hard time breaking that ceiling, and he's lightning. Now he's trade bait. He's lightning. They're trying to recoup something for him now. It's unbelievable. But let's move down a bit more, like a DK Metcalf. So when I look at a guy like that, DK Metcalf. So when I look at a guy like that, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> So, when I look at a guy like that, I think that Baltimore could use his services immediately. Right? I, think, I think Bucky Brooks just mocked him there, if I'm not mistaken. 2.0 or 1.0, because I thought... because I thought I didn't like he, some of his... Neither did I, but that's another conversation. I, that's why I haven't done a mock myself and put it out yet, because I'm yeah, not but confident. I know, but I've, there's lots of fun, though, so I, I like... Well, I haven't watched enough tape, either. But actually, there, that brings me to something. Like, Do you think Joey Bosa's in a fall? Or Nick Bosa's in a fall? And I think his durability has come into concern, and I think that a lot of football people are being rubbed the wrong way about him shutting it down at Ohio State. Okay, well then let me let me clarify. The NFL. When I say fall, I mean out of the top one. 
To yeah, to like the lowest four, five. four. four like five. to the lowest. Four. I appreciate that. Well, okay. The last time I checked, that's a difference of what fifteen to twenty million. Ooh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah. So, so that's a considerable fall, and yes, I can see that happening based on the durability issues, based really? on what people feel about the, the decision making process. You can't argue with the genetics that he has going for him. You can't argue with the familial association that he is very fortunate of. When uh, Jake Matthews was drafted to play left tackle, everybody was talking about how Bruce Matthews, that bloodline, that's unbelievable, he's held his own in Atlanta. So Boza has that working for him, his brother, his father. But to answer your question, absolutely, I can see him going 4-5. John, you want to pull up a couple of Nick Bosa clips? If you can, just, just YouTube it or whatever. Um, actually, type in Nick Bosa lowlights. I want to see if there's a package out there yet of all of his bad plays. Do you think he, he could fall? Um, and we're talking four or five. Yes, I do. Because I think that Kyler Murray's going number one overall. I just wanted go. to let that sink in for one second. I wanted that, that brief pause there. To so there's, si- there. there's been six other quarterbacks that have had nine and a half inch hands. And, and you just said you think Kyler Murray's going one. So yeah, because I yeah because I because I actually point. believe I actually believe in that smokescreen, um or the NFL this of, time of year yeah, you is said it smokescreens and deception. You can't believe anything because basically everybody is Donald Trump trying to move a hotel. That's what every NFL personnel is right now. So I'm not sure what you can believe and not believe because everybody has 32 ulterior motives and 32 different vested interests. Mike brings the Mike brings the intelligent uh, comp, comps to this show. Or at least the metaphors and the similes. <laughs> but Kyler Murray going one and Cliff Kingsbury that association double on Tondra, Don't even ask him how has been made. Okay. I don't see too many shit talk. I don't see too no many, low uh, no career low, low light, light video city. out there. Okay, okay. then that's something well, I'm gonna have to make myself. Well, with the all twenty two tape, if possible. There's only twenty four hours in a day, friend. I don't know. I know I've kind of been chomping off a little bit too much lately. Yeah, burning Wearing myself a little burn, thin. Burning the midnight oil, as they uh, used to say. Yeah, that's what cost Jimi Hendrix his life. But anyway, moving Whoa. on. Uh, if if you're making me play outstanding, fucking put us <laughs> back in a put us back in a good mood there. Let's get back to Kyler Murray because let's say that Cliff takes him number one. Okay, Johnny Bones, Johnny Stats. Mm-hmm. Let's say that he goes one. And let's say that Kyler Murray goes nowhere. Is it an automatic quarterback competition? Does Cliff Kingsbury say we have two of the best young quarterbacks in the world right now and the best one's going to play? Did you see the question that Brandon posed to you in the group chat earlier? Yeah, and I said that there's a distinct... Oh, you you did respond. Yeah, and I I sort of just responded in the exact same way now, so you made my thoughts seem unoriginal. Oh. Why don't you tell us how you really feel? <laughs> That's, That's the last thing he's got thrown under. All That's... that I'm saying. <laughs> all that I'm saying is, what happens, Johnny Stats? Is there, uh, yeah, is there a quarterback competition right at the gate? Out and where? Oh, in, um, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Out welcome, and welcome, where? Welcome to back the to podcast. The, back buddy. to the show. Yeah, well, I was watching some of these Nick Bosa highlights here. Well, I'm trying to watch three different screens uh, too. Well, yeah, so. no, I think. Oh, I, I had a problem with that on last week with the last episode. No, I was getting too so distracted. Just, just no one has said that's who they're they're going with. They're with. I'm pretty sure the GM came out and said it that they're they're going with Rosen. Uh, yeah, until and the, the newest tweet today. Yeah. Uh, that said, yeah, he's our number one for now. For now, so Jared. For now, and that was and that was and that was a quote from off the podium in the walk off. 
which is not supposed to be quoted. Can somebody answer this question for me, Jeff? Yes. I posed the question to you. I just asked it to Johnny. Kyler Murray gets drafted one. Does Josh Rosen get traded? Or does Cliff Kingsbury say we have two of the best young quarterbacks in the world? No, the you best can't play? I, you can what you can say whatever the fuck you want in your Mike Lombardi voice. But like to me, the guy that wants to recycle quarterbacks every five years and just continue building your team around a rookie contract quarterback and a league to me, I think it's the smartest thing you can fucking do as a franchise. No and one's got film that? on him. You've tailor made the offense, and you can, and you can just change it. Especially if you have a running back, say like a I don't know Ezekiel Elliott. We started an episode. Saquon we, for that fucking matter. <clears throat> we started an episode off on a crazy tangent that you had said that exact same thing, where you presented a case where you just took a young quarterback and drafted him and recycled them, the rookie quarterbacks, and it was outlandish. But it's not crazy, especially from a cap standpoint. Well, and even back to the even that, like Kyler would be a one. Yeah, I just felt that. Yeah. Uh, Kyler would be a one, mm-hmm. and that's not like a a great rookie contract mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I mean, it's still cheaper than uh, oh, I don't know, fuck Ryan Tannenhill or or Joe Flacco and, and if or Matt throw, Stafford and, or Derek Carr's. And even if, if he throws for thirty five hundred yards and gets you twenty five touchdowns, and as long as he doesn't throw for more than fifteen picks. It is a brilliant move. And remember, he's got David Johnson to lean on. Like, I know that he hasn't been utilized the last two years because of injuries and then terrible play calling last year, but what's that? Rosen is our QB. Cardinals for now. GM. Yeah, there you go. For now. Yeah, so how long until the draft? Because that you could know, be... You know, I just thought of yeah, something. Yeah, he is right now, for sure. I might pause, like, let's just pause for a quick second. Yeah. Johnny, you might want to think about wearing one earphone. So you can be testing shit like, oh, is this worth playing a little clip right, on? Right. Cue it up, and then you unplug your headphones. Doing that shit. Next and level. Yeah. Next level. Well, hey, we we you should have seen the fucking video chat. We were going with Brandon on fucking Saturday night. Like, it'll be good the next time that he's oh, not at work and we can have a video chat can going. Fire. Yeah, right. it's 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 all right. All right, so pause back in. Um, so let's get away from the number one. Okay. Um, does it matter what happens in the combine, or is Quinn and Williams? The next best lineman outside of Joey Boza. I think so. And, and we, we've all seen you had Alabama. me perplexed when you when you. It was just a like a hypothetical. Sure. He was like, "What if he falls to like around 20? And yeah. I was like, "What the fuck? You're gonna drop him down to twenty? What is? Yeah. Does he? Do you know? Do you know his girlfriend? Like, has yeah. she got something in the tuck that she's waiting until draft night? Like, oh. does he have a gas mask photo? Poor Ezekiel Elliott. Oh." <laughs> Yeah, I was, you thought I was right. you thought I was taking it left, and I I brought it back. I'm right. trying not to laugh as much on and the show because it's bad radio. I don't but, think so. Um, so let me get back to your point. I actually had a compliment from someone say, "I don't know how the fuck you guys didn't laugh when when Johnny said this," and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. We I, we probably did, and I edited it out." And they're like, "You can't edit it out because I'm still laughing, and you guys are on to your next point." That's I'm like, fair. "Oh, that's that's fair. That's that pretty good." Yeah. Okay, so, no, I don't think he could fall because there's nothing going against him. He's the most disruptive interior lineman in this draft. Yes. And I think that he can play three or five technique at the defensive tackle position. So, so that that shouldn't happen. Maybe at the combine something happened. Nothing's going to happen, okay? That was outlandish and it was stupid. Yeah. Moving on. What I'm seeing is the defensive back out of LSU, Greedy Williams, moving farther and farther and farther back in this draft. And he was a top five guy for a very long period of time. So top ten, I, I okay, go okay, five. okay. Go 10, so his combine is going to be as important as anybody else's, if not more so. Uh, Johnny, can you sorry forget about that right now and go and pull up something about Jason Witten? I just got a, a we we might have breaking news here, folks. <laughs> breaking news. I'm not kidding. 
I just got a text, friend of the show, what the fuck, 82 is back? What does that mean? As somebody I talked about that. Before. Jason Witten has decided to return to the Cowboys and end his retirement. More details to come. Breaking news, folks. First time we got breaking news right on the show. Did, did Jason Witten listen to us Saturday night and hear me say that he, he was slower than Eli Manning the last two years of his career? This is unbelievable. What in the entire fuck hold on, hold is on. going on? Don't freak out. Because we ain't in Kansas no more, bro. What the fuck is going on? Jason Witten's coming out of retirement. Who I was watching the AAF game the other night, and who's that taking youth serum? Who's the tight end that uh, you guys drafted? The, the basketball player, like oh Rico Gathers. Yeah, now now the heir apparent. Yeah, now he's in the, the AAF. Breaking news. He's Jason in the Witten. AAF, guys. You heard it here. You heard it here. We're watching before we're... the NFL Network. Well, this live. isn't going to be released until until after they've already heard it, but. Oh. But here, you can mark our words here, listeners. We (laughs) fuck. I dropped that shit, and now NFL Network has left their coverage of the Combine, and Jason Witten has decided to end his retirement and return to the Dallas Cowboys for what will be his 16th season. What does he know that we don't? He's got Has more. Earl told him, come on back and play, I'm Listen, coming home? On this show, how often have I said that Jason Witten isn't the strongest analyst? Well, how many times I'm have you just, said it? How right. many times have I told him that he is god-fucking-awful uh, and unlistenable? So, now that we're on the same page... Bro, we were gonna fucking, we were gonna mute them and, and broadcast the game ourselves for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> but you didn't want to do it. It's funny because it's true. No, I didn't want to, but... What I think is great about this is that he's got something left in the tank. Did he start taking youth serum? Youth serum? What, is that the Peyton Manning syrup? Or? Oh. No. No, um, I mean something that's going to make him... Like, I didn't see anything at towards the end of the season that, that tells me we need him back. Jason Witten didn't see anything at the tight end position that told him that they don't need him back. That's fair enough, but I mean, Blake Jarwin had three touchdowns in the season finale. Against the New York Giants on an in-route and a post-route against cover two. I know. It was like an ex- it was like they were playing an exhibition game. We, we talked about that live. But that's how you beat game. a cover two when, when the middle linebacker has to play deep, like on passing downs, when the middle linebacker slides to play center field deep because you're in a, in, a t- in a cover two. That's how you beat that. Nobody's disputing that. I'm just saying that it was the New York Giants at the end of the season. For sure, but, but. I mean... When's the last time, if ever, Jason Witten had a three-touchdown game? I love Jason Witten before anybody tries to hang me. But, I mean, I mean I'm also he, a fucking realist. You, no, but you might have a weird game. move. This, is cra- this seems you like might. April. If it was April right now, or the day after my birthday, I'd be, specifically, I'd be thinking we were getting fooled right now. I just had a thought, guys. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Cowboys were considering drafting a tight end. And Jason Witten had a conversation with, oh, I don't know, say uh, I want Jace, I want a Jay Sternberger at 58. Think about this. We just talked about that yesterday. Yesterday, I told you, hey, so watch maybe, Jay Sternberger tape, a and So maybe Jason Witten is having a conversation with NFL executive, or pardon me, with Cowboys executive saying, Man, he's coming listen. back as the tight end coach. That's what this is. That's a misreport. Yeah. Okay. That's a misreport. He's coming out of the booth, and he's going to be the fucking tight ends coach. Does I'm he start you, game one? Telling you this here right now. He does, is not playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Does 82... No fucking way. Does number 82 start game one at the tight end position, or does he start it on the sidelines Ooh. as a coach? Marcus Mosier with the hot take. We brought the wrong guy out of retirement. Mm. Feelings? Ouch. Thoughts? Oh, and you didn't listen I to our episode. Yeah, that one, dog. I, don't, I always will love Dak, but I'll never... Feelings? Not feel I'm, I'm that throw, I'm buddy got fucking robbed. 
Yeah, and this guy, why you gotta go and stir Twitter up right now, Marcus? Because that's what Marcus does. Oh, yeah, Shout dude. out to Marcus Mosier. Had the perfect wow. team built around him and got it swept out. It cut my knees from under me. Alright, let's not get thought. too derailed here, but at the same time, I mean... Jay Witt on the comeback. Like, we gotta kind of... we gotta Just answer my question. Game one, in September, does Jason Witten start as the tight end, or does he start on the sideline as a coach? This can't be real. I'm trying to picture what this I can't, can Okay, y'all, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if Anthony will answer. I want his opinion on this. He's not over in the... Very quickly. He's not over don't get in, in, the in the booth. Don't get cunty. Our friend there, Anthony. Oh, he won't answer. He might. Housecat might answer. Yo, yeah. is this real life? You're live on my podcast, by the way. You can hang up if you want, but don't say anything incriminating. That's, uh, <laughs> that's real life, bro. That's real life, eh? Uh, do you think that this is, like, kind of a misreport or a not a full report, and he's coming back to be the tight end coach? Uh, when I'm reading, he's coming back to play. He released a statement. He said that he wants to compete and he wants to play. Just being around the game, close enough to the game, he's ready to go ready to come back and compete, so I think he's coming back to play. They need a tight end. Jesus Christ. I hate this. I hate, I hate this, this too. I hate I this so much. Like, I don't even know if he can block still anymore. Like, I don't I don't know what it's going to be. I know we need a tight end, but, like, I don't know about that. I was happy when he retired. Yeah, I was kind I of... completely agree with him. I, I said that. He's going to come out. He's going to play. He's going to compete at a high level, and he's hungry. I mean, he saw that the Dallas Cowboys need a tight end. So yeah, you said, didn't I say that, but do you end. like it? I, I don't. But the thing is... I don't like, I don't like it. But the thing is, though, is that if he thinks he can produce, now the Dallas Cowboys don't have to draft a tight end. So I'm trying to—I was trying to say that maybe. We're, we're, so Witten put out a, a, a statement, yeah. like on Twitter. Uh, here I'll read it to you. Okay, yeah, read it for me, please. Let's see what he wrote here. Fire inside me! Fire inside of me to compete and play. This game is just burning too strong. This team has a great group of rising stars, and I want to help them make a run at a championship. This was completely my decision, and I am very comfortable with it. I'm looking forward to getting back in the dirt. Oh, yeah, buddy. The fucking secret's in the dirt. He misses it. Yeah, see, it's not no tight end. Wow. It's not no mm -hmm. shit. Like, he's going to put the jersey on, and, like, he thinks he can play. Right. All right, bro, I won't keep you too long. Fucking, that's unreal. I didn't know if that was real life. What do you think of that move? Oh, I don't like, like, right now, like, we were trying to fucking talk combine measurables and shit, and we were just getting, and then you send me a text, and I, I break breaking news on the podcast, and then we got NFL Network on, and they're reporting it right after you did to me, fucking, uh, I'm, I'm literally flabbergasted right now, like, I don't even, this is probably bad radio, because I don't know how to fucking you need explain time, myself. But you need some time to process, but... Your gut instinct is that you don't like it. I don't like it because I, I lit, we literally just did a 90-minute Cowboys-only episode on Saturday night, and I said that Jason, like, we're in the market for a tight end, and, like, blow, like and it's, uh, we didn't find that replacement for, for Witten, which I thought might have been easier to do than uh, what you might think replacing a legend because he looked, like, slower than Eli Manning the last year of his career. No yeah, yards yeah. after the catch. He looked like he was running in quicksand. Exactly, a couple, I was being nice saying one, it was more like three, but I'll get blasted on Twitter for this now. Oh, no, no, I, I feel it was the same, he's been holding, I feel like he's 
holding that offense back for a few years. Not saying he doesn't make big plays. He does. He always makes the right. On third and four, sure, yes. But now, like, there goes any chance of us going four wide receiver set and spreading the field out wide and letting Zeke run through bigger holes. Like, now we're okay, right back listen, to 12 personnel, I, two tight ends I on the fucking field. I have to play devil's advocate. If he can get you to second and four and third and manageable, 70-80% of the time, how it does that not make sense for him to come back and play football for at least one season? We brought the wrong guy out of reti- retirement. Yeah, I, I understand that point also. I understand that point also. So do I. You're not wrong with that, but I mean, you brought I mean, the wrong guy out of retirement. This just happened, so everything's an initial like, reaction, right? Yeah, it's, it's a shock mode. This is shock mode. It's a, it's a shock, but mainly I'm, I'm a little bit upset because honestly, like, I thought there was a low-risk, high-reward like guy out there that has even connections to some of our guys that we could have... Like Tyler Eifert, 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 who's a brother-in-law to Zach Martin? Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, Zach Martin's his brother-in-law. That's interesting. Yeah, like, I, that's why I thought, like, man, like, you take a risk on him. If that guy can stay healthy, like, he can I was help just home, like, a lot down the stretch. I even yeah. threw out uh, Jordan Reed, maybe, if the, if the Redskins cut him. Oh, I would have loved that, too. Can't block. No, but I mean the passing game definitely. But improves. Schultz can. The passing game improves day one though. If hundred percent, it does, and it does, and it does with yeah. Tyler Eifert. You know who I really well, wanted? Tyler and Brandon Eifert. sold me on it. What? Jesse James. Out of Pittsburgh, yeah. Right, like yeah. they got Vance McDonald. They don't Out need to resign Jesse James. He's, he's the name one. fits to play for the Cowboys. Fucking and Jesse sounds, James sounds like a cowboy. You know what like I'm saying? A, like, like, and, an and he's not a liability in the run game, and he'd be a day one improvement in the passing game. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't disagree with anything. Yeah. Like, it's like the Rico experiment is over. Oh, God, yeah. He's a basketball oh, player. Come on. I think that's out the window. Yeah. He's and especially player. now with Wit coming back. Like, those two didn't vibe. Yeah, they were like Wit and Tess and Boog. <laughs> that's what they were like. Wit and Boog and Tess. Like, that's hilarious. So, so I wonder if Boog goes up to the booth now. This is insane. They're going to try and get Greg Olson in there for the experiment. Uh, You're probably right, bro. Yeah. You could trade one tight end for another. Let me ask you, like, uh, one last question before I bounce here. Uh, Let me ask you this. If he he wasn't universally hated in the Monday Night Football booth, would he be doing this right now? 100% no. I think he was evaluating his own own, um, tape, so to speak. Uh, and trying to get better, uh, like, cause he's a very prideful dude. He doesn't want to make himself look bad. Which I mean, he, I think he did a decent job of taking it on the chin. The criticism, like, I heard him on the radio saying, like, oh, I've, if I've learned one thing, it's that people are very unforgiving and they analyze every bit of what you say. He's like, so yeah, I've got to get better. I, I mean, uh, I think you're absolutely right. If he didn't, if if it wasn't a tire fire in that fucking Monday night booth, then he. Probably doesn't miss the 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 dirt as much. <laughs> Two things. The first thing is that's an excellent question because we're both thinking it. Second thing, if he was anywhere close to as popular as Tony Romo in the booth, there's no way he needs to have his fire fed on the football oh, that's, field. That's good call. So what I think is is that he's a gold jacket recipient today, and he wants to feel more of that. Because he can always go back to the booth. It's not like it's oh, going to be no. taken away from if, him. If, when he's he done now... Away, do you think if he walks away now, ESPN is going to say, Oh, okay, if you walk away now, you're done? No. No, 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 Come no. On. But he'll know that he's not going down that road again. And when he's done playing football, he will either be coaching for the Tennessee Volunteers or he'll be coaching tight ends for the Dallas Cowboys. I guarantee it. You can mark my words. Okay. 
All right. Well, you're more versed on what uh, he yeah, would, I'm more would not do. Yeah, I'm more in tune with him. So I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm I, gonna I like not to. No, no, I'm not gonna dispute that. I'm Fair. just saying that's like. Fair. Do you agree with that, Anthony? You. Like you're I think he diehard. Realizes, I think very quietly, he was a monumental failure. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. I know. We were. I was just saying before I called you. Uh, we were literally thinking about watching the Pro Bowl on mute and doing a live podcast and and broadcasting it ourselves. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like we were gonna do like the Joe Rogan fight companions. We were gonna do a game <laughs> companion for the Pro Bowl. Yes. <laughs> so that says it all right there, I mean. Right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, we're going to fucking get, try to get back on track with this podcast. Thanks for answering. Okay, boys. All right, I'll see you at work later. All right. Peace, bro. Yeah. Definitely come back on the show anytime. Oh, he knows yeah. his shit. Uh, I'm surprised he answered. I'm gonna, I need to pause right now. <laughs> all right. We're, Who for thought Dallas was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 back. Uh, I'm still perplexed. I I need a cigarette. Like per- I, I, perplexed. You're stunned, bro. But I'm, You're sitting there incredulous. I am. All I can think right now is that I'm hoping that I'm proven just as wrong as I was because I had a very similar reaction when we traded a first for Amari Cooper. I was flipping my fucking shit. Listen. I'll Why don't we get the band all the way back together and get Dez in the slot as an Anquan Bol- uh, Bolden role? All that I'm trying. Do you hate that? Yes, I hate that because we don't know how he's going to come back from his Achilles injury. An Achilles injury is one of the worst injuries. You don't know how he's going to come back. Bring him back for the red zone. I'm not having that conversation. Red zone only. I'm not that that that, that hypothetical. If Jason Witten moves the chains on first and second down, okay, Mm -hmm. I just said it and I'll say it again. It makes perfect sense for this to happen. Ezekiel Elliott is too good of a football player to not have somebody that can get you six yards every time he touches the football, and the passes are simple. They're low and outside, and they're easy to catch. He runs outs, he runs digs, he runs and sits in zones. Sounds like a whore. It's be- low oh. and outside and easy to catch. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> All that I'm trying to communicate right now is that third and three with Ezekiel Elliott on your football team is a recipe to move the football. It is, but at the same time... But what? Hold on, no, it's a bad logic of thinking because you're letting them get the third down. Good football in the NFL is trying to play CFL football and never seeing third down. Do you okay. disagree? That's no, so maybe uh, I have the mentality of like... Of a Jaguars fan? Oh my god. Boom, oh. boom. Of, of like a nineteen. Actually, speaking of which, that reminds me, Michael. Michael. Michael, shit's getting serious. Michael. Michael. M- no, Michael Kelso. Oh, yes, yes. I don't Where's your it. helmet, bro? Oh, it's fucking hanging up, dude. <laughs> you, we didn't, you, we didn't realize it was a mini. Mm. <laughs> then you get in the group chat, like, why the fuck am I Kelso? Yeah. I know. It was like, it was like, it was like the dunce cab. It was crazy. You're going to be even more mad when if you ever listen to that Cowboys episode, because we talk about it a little bit, and Johnny's like, Oh yeah, don't worry. If I draw, if I draw yours, I'll put yours on the table and get the autograph on it. We will put it on your head. Well, yeah, it can go, it can go on, on the the desk in front of me. I probably oh, that's a good. Too, yeah, when I, I renovate the anyway. when I renovate the studio, that's cool. um, we're gonna have to I'm gonna get you guys like some keys to the, mm-hmm. the studio and fucking. Uh, you can have like your you can have your little helmet spot. there. Yeah. You can have your little spot. We'll have a little set up. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. We're moving on up in the world. Absolutely. Only Go because you side. listeners keep kicking ass. I mean, I, we appreciate the hell out of all these new listeners. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to the returning listeners. Uh, you know who you are. Out west in Edmonton, uh, Ford, 
all those Ford employees that listen, shout out to y'all. Shout out to people that uh, JD Football were hearing us talk about the combine, and then we got derailed by a little bit of news. Yeah, we uh, definitely it, did, but because of that news, I think it's time. <laughs> You got him. You got him queued up. No. Look at the one cut his face. No. Come on, Johnny. Brandon, get on the line, bud. So, okay, we'll give Brandon his time to talk about Jason Witten, and then we'll get I back to combine. Yeah, it's we got some time. We got about, right. we got over an hour still. All right. Well, I'm right? just thinking about your life. You're gonna have to edit all this and get it out. It's all good, man. It's content, content, content. Look at the, everybody on the look at everybody at the fucking combine is talking about this shit. It's not just us. Bro, if he had, like... He, Fuck, I wish we were broadcasting live, man. He hasn't dropped the ball as yeah. many times in his career as he stammered and stuttered in the booth for one season. So, like... You're not wrong. You he just need to be... Train I know, and we just need to be excited and happy about what he brings to the table, not what he doesn't have. But Brandon was right. He said in the group chat he has one speed. <laughs> that shit's funny. Well, don't take his content when he answers. Well, I know. Second. I pulled a U. Pulled a U. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the U, I hate player comps, but what do you think about uh, Nikhil Harry as a Michael Irvin 2.0 comp? I don't hate that, but you'll never get him unless you trade into... I mean, if he has a good combine, he'll he'll go in the first round. It's just a question of where, not if. Um, And I don't mean an unbelievable combine. I mean a good combine. Um, If he comes in and shows that he can jump, he can run, he can catch, um, like I said, I have him going to... Indianapolis, so okay. let's see what Brando thinks Indy. about Jay Wick coming That's in. Right. Well, Hello? Hello, sir. How are you? How's it going, guys? Oh, we're just fucking... Have, have you heard the word? Trying to pick up my fucking brain off the floor because it's exploded out of my mind. Have you heard the good word? <laughs> about Jason Witten coming back. I know, you know what? I fucking blew my mind, too. Like, where was this? Two days ago when we were talking about it. Like, oh, he heard the podcast, bro. That's what I think. It's got to be, right? He heard that uh, he knew the Cowboys were in need of a tight end. Well, not need, but need a little improvement for the next no, year. No, it's in need. Well, a couple, it's a need. I think it was a couple weeks ago, one of our listeners told them that we were going we to game companion the Pro Bowl instead of listening to him do it. And he's like, well, i got to check these guys out. And he's a fan now. He tunes in every fucking episode. And he heard, he heard our Cowboy Hour, and he's like, shit, these guys aren't wrong. I can't believe you just put all that together. That's amazing. Yeah, that's what um, happened, bro. I, that's I'm convinced of it. I, Nate, maybe Nate Burleson told him, you got to check these guys out. Yeah. But you know what, though? If you believe that you're the best, that people are listening, then what do you believe, right? Brando? Yeah? Is tight end a need for the Dallas Cowboys? Tight end? Is, it isn't, but it is a need. It, it's in a need for, I think, our younger tight end. Uh, need maybe a little more mentoring, maybe another year or two of maturity under their belt, uh, maybe another year or two of experience, but which Witten will give them, but I'm just worried about Witten's speed. Well, you made the joke. You said he had one speed, and I, I had said it before you had answered the phone. I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but that's hilarious. Yeah. He's like a... He's like, a he- I, love, I love Jason Witten, and I liked him as a cowboy. Um, I thought he was Good in games for us. Good catcher. Good big body receiver. Um, it's just his age and speed coming up, and the way that the game is now, fast, right? Those defensive 
those defensive ends and uh, linebackers, whatnot, uh, they're just flying over the field now. And when those, yeah, and and in a four-three set, when those outside linebackers drop back into coverage, they have so much speed. What do you think, Jer? If, if I'm gonna fucking throw Colin Kaepernick under, if I <clears throat> if I'm gonna throw Colin Kaepernick under the bus for being away from the game for two years and I don't trust him being able to get back in football shape, and he's 30, then how do you think I feel about Jason Witten coming out of the booth after a year and coming back and ruining any thought of creativity that I thought this new offense might have with Kellen Moore because we're going right back to fucking Jason Witten not coming off the field? Well, nobody can accuse you of having a double standard, that's for sure. However, <clears throat> what I will... No, that's a, that's, that's a compliment. But, but what I will say, though, is... Brando, if Jason Witten, yep. if Jason Witten can move the ball four to six yards every time he touches it, and the sticks are now moved to a second and four and a third and three, how does it not make sense? And it does make sense, especially if um, we lose guys say like Cole Beasley, right? Okay. And um, that's that's the position that uh, you're not wrong is filled in there for like say a third and three. But, again, what Jared just said, um, being out of the game for so long, I was thinking about 15 minutes ago when I read that, or a little longer, um, that maybe a year off from the game, or how long has it been, a year or two for him? One year. One year, yeah. That maybe uh, that will help his body, you know, get rid of those football injuries, right? But then being out of the game for so long, you lose that speed of the game. Can well, I counter? Like that he's, you can, didn't have. He's, he's you still can, in shape. It's yeah. Like he's still in, in, if not football shape. Still. Oh, I'm sure he still is a workout so warrior. I mean, but I'm going to counter and say that. Digging into it, eh? Over there, Johnny well, Stats. Well, bit I read it. So right. this keep is digging, something else keep on Fournette. But. Okay, well, we'll get back to yeah. that, definitely. Uh, it's yeah. nothing he Just his workout trying to come back. He needs to come back here, too. Oh, for a lo- lot of reasons. Isn't that crazy that, that Johnny just compared? Well, he didn't compare it. No, but come on. Time. It was an association. <laughs> no, stay on track. Stay on freaking track. I'm going to play... I don't see Jacksonville losing again. Stay on track. Stay on freaking track. I'm going to play the devil's advocate, and I'm going to advocate for Satan and say, a gold jacket winner today, day one, he doesn't even have to wait, can come into the NFL and still catch the football and still make a difference. And Brandon, you just pointed out that the lack of production with Cole Beasley being gone... 40 to 60 of those passes now are going to go into number 82's hands. If if Cole Beasley were to be gone. If he uh, takes a... Tony used Jason well in the way that if all else failed, Jason was open. Yeah, if all else, he was always there, you could always at least get that. But they had I don't like, think he was always open. They had like, twin, to, they had like twin telepathy. They had, and then I just don't see, I just didn't see that so much from number four. Yeah. But... No, you're not wrong. Hey, maybe this is the but first domino to fall. Maybe this is the first domino to... Uh, I don't know. They could. That's something you could work really? on. It's just uh, he's always a fail-safe. I thought no, he was always good for being a fail-safe. Tony? Oh, no. That ain't no? no? The first domino falls? There's no way that Tony's... The second domino? There's no way Tony's... Um, no, and I completely agree with, um, with your friend Anthony who said that how well he p- performs in the booth is a direct correlation to how badly he wants to come back and play football. I think that's correct. What do you think about that, B? I, I definitely agree. And... Um, what I was also thinking is that we don't need Jason Witten to be the Jason Witten he was 10 years ago, 8 years ago. Is he going to take that role? Need... What is that, sorry? Is he going to embrace that? 
I know this is all right. conjecture and, and just opinion, yeah. Opinionated without fact. We're just going off the cuff here, but I mean, do you believe that Jason Witten is going to be a different Jason Witten in terms of not like allowing the coaching staff to take him off the field and putting in different like he actually he even said that in the booth calling the only game that he called for the Cowboys last year against the Titans in Monday night. He said that they uh, like their offense. It's easier for them now to go to different sets because he wouldn't come off the field. And then, mm-hmm. do you think Jason wouldn't agrees to come back if he didn't have an implicit understanding that his role was going to change? Oh, this is uh, I'm this I'm. I think he's coming back knowing his role might change a little bit. I agree, and also, I what what type of what price tag are we giving Jason? Five million. I, yeah. I I just read it on the ticker. The deal is worth approximately five million. I One just year, read five it on million. the NFL. Uh, brought to you by the NFL Network bottom ticker on this gigantic TV I'm staring at. So, five million. Five million. Wow. Well, you... See, he's, like, like I said again, I I I've loved Jason Witten the whole time he's been with the Cowboys, but is that too expensive to pay for him for what we got? I fucking agree, man. This is, unless it's four million in a bon- in a signing bonus and a one million base. Well, approximately five million no, sounds, sounds similar to what you just Not said. Much on the- Okay, let's transition. I've had enough of this fucking talk. Richard Sherman is quoted as saying on for, uh, when talking about former teammate Earl Thomas, if the money or when he was asked, do you think that uh, he might end up in San Francisco? He said if the if the, the contract offer money is equal, he's going to Dallas. On Earl Thomas. Richard Sherman on Earl Thomas. Yes. So is that encouraging to you? That's encouraging to me. It's encouraging to me. Cowboys Somebody fan. that would know Earl very very well. Am I the only person who's concerned about the rehabilitation in Earl Thomas's knee? Am I the only person who thinks that we need uh, to see if he's back? Or I don't. I believe he the rehabilitation is going really well from yeah. what I've seen. I haven't heard that it's not. I'm not trying to conjecture and surmise it in anything negative. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. From from what I've seen, it seemed like it was going well for him. Yeah. So I don't think I have too much concern. Not. Not as much as like you say with Dez and the Achilles. That's a. That's I'd be more concerned a, about that. I'd be that. more You're concerned right. if he was coming back from an injury like that, and we were trying to pursue. I'm in such a, a bad mood right now, man. You're not wrong, Johnny Stats. Oh, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Brandon. I got, yeah. I got a question. I'm trying to get into a good mood here, B. Okay. Get in a good mood here. If you're gonna draft. First overall, do you think that Kyler Murray comes in day one and competes with Josh Rosen? Well, well turn the beats up a little bit more. No, I'll be I dig that. Don't you, don't you think they have other needs, though, Arizona? Yeah, and that, thank you, Johnny. That's a part of my question, too. I want to pivot a bit off of Earl Thomas's leg. Hopefully he can do the same thing on the football field. Boom. Um, you're drafting first overall, Brandon. Do you move Josh Rosen and take Kyler Murray, or is Johnny right and you have more needs on the football field? You know, you know that's a tough question because we saw what Josh Rosen did last year. Um, are they happy with about his performance last year? I'm not too sure. So I think they really got to sit down and, and really decide is Josh Rosen going to be our future? And if not, then they got to move him quick. And you know what? Again, no, even Kyle Murray would be even the right choice there. Yeah. 
I, I think that I think his hand size is going to give Miami a play to not have to move up and get him at three or thirteen. I mean, again, <laughs> and, and, and I and I still think, and I, I I'm still sticking with my guns from what I said a few weeks ago that I still think Miami might take him. It will be the team to take him because whatever it is, the Jets are wanting to move up and talks are the Giants, but I don't see the Giants moving from six to three and taking Kyle Murray because, like I said before, uh, the only team I really see taking a quarterback would have been maybe Oakland Raiders, but they're not taking a quarterback in the first round. Man, Kyler Murray, jo- just, like, Kyler Murray does not get past seven. Okay. And Dwayne Haskins is going to, like, if the New York Giants, if the Giants stay put and, no one's, and, and it's five defensive players in a row to start the draft, which it should be. It's going to go Dwayne Haskins, Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah. And then really, if, if the Bengals are smart, take the Duke quarterback. Dan Jones, I think that's a bit too high for him, but what it if probably my, is. I have a question for you. What if Miami wants to switch with Jacksonville so they could get in and take Kyler Murray? Well, that depends. Well, that will be that'll unfold in the next six weeks because, like you said, you think they're in the market for a free agent quarterback not named Nick Foles, and I agree. And and I believe yesterday or the day before, the Eagles. Came out and said that they will not franchise tag him, so, so he will agent. be a free agent. So maybe, yeah. maybe that allows a little bit of wiggle room to give Jacksonville uh, more of a potential landing spot for him because they don't have to give up a like a, a trade. They don't have to trade to get him and then sign him. They're not losing any assets. Maybe you know what I'm saying. Like Blake maybe Bortles and Nick Foles, it's too much money. for almost forty million on average quarterback play. You saw my it's, you saw my rant oh, on the Facebook thread. Yeah, oh yeah, it's too much money for too little talent. So what I'm thinking is that he's not going to get past seven. I only said the Miami thing just to stimulate a little bit of 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 draft talk. But I have no issue getting Kyler Murray at seven. I don't care if he has nine and a half inch hands. He's 5'10", 207 pounds. I'm comfortable and content with what he brings to the table at this point now. Oh, by the way, Brandon, uh, Jer was absolutely right. He's not going to do any drills at the Combine. Does that matter, or does it not matter? I didn't even think he'd get measured. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters. To him. I don't think so, either. Um, He's got tape. What's that? They got, exactly, they got tape there, and it could hurt. Do you think it hurts his chances if he does look work there? Here's no, the... Uh, no, I don't... I think he's... I think he would have excelled. I think he could have. He might have had a team fall, like a team scout, fall in love with him the way the Giants couldn't pass on Saquon last year because of that. Com- not just because of it, because of the combine performance was like the over the top. Boys, why? Yeah, now, sorry, go Brandon. Uh, sorry, now, now that sorry, Mike. Now that um, we know about his hand size, dad, and speculations, maybe it's a good move that he does some work there. Um, some drills. Well, he's not though. Yeah, he's not doing. He's he, he's gonna sit out drills. No, I know, but you think it'd be smart maybe for him now to change his mindset and be like, hey, oh, because oh, of the measurables, maybe. Well, my question is, and see if this changes your, your perspective. What made Baker Mayfield throw last year and go through all of the drills, and what makes Kyler Murray not want to throw and go through the drills? What's the difference and distinction? They're both Heisman Trophy winners. They're both coming out of the same school. They both have a similar... Am I am I wrong? So what made Baker Mayfield want to go through all the drills that doesn't make Kyler Murray want to go through all the drills? What's the difference? Maybe confidence in one knew he wasn't going to hurt his draft stock and the other... Was unsure might, about uh, it? Well, he might be the hottest thing at the moment. And it's Is that a weird question? Baker the same height as... 
or taller than Kyler. Man, their measurables are damn near identical. Johnny Stats, hit me up. Oh. So, pull that shit up. Brando, what made Kyler Murray not want to throw that made Baker throw last year? Do you understand what, what I'm trying to say? Sure. I, yeah, no, I don't Baker's know why. much taller. Baker is taller, I thought. Baker's 6'1", so there's about two-inch difference, and he's 10 pounds heavier. So maybe he wanted to come in there and say, everything that you saw on tape, I can put produce in shorts and a t-shirt. Does Kyler Murray lack that confidence, or is it a little bit simpler than that? Like, yeah, like what? We don't know if John Dorsey told Mayfield, you better make yourself available all the way through the combine, because I want to know before I give you the number one. Baker's we hands, don't know. though, actually not much bigger. For being a couple inches taller, he's actually got a half-inch smaller hand. Mm. I want to stay on your point right there. What if John Dorsey had a conversation and said that? Maybe Cliff Kingsbury has had no such conversations with Kyler Murray. Maybe did. Well, maybe Cliff said... <laughs> now, we're speculating on a little bit of collusion here, but I mean, if a conversation was had between someone and then a middleman brought a message, a little Raven brought a, brought a message to uh, Kyler Murray... And says, "Hey, don't don't throw. We want to keep all the the doubt in every other team's mind because it's not going to matter if they've got it or not because you're not. No one's got a chance to get you but us. The way we see it, that's their mindset. I think we don't believe anything during this time of year out of anybody. So I think that anything is possible, especially <laughs> with the the dietitian that works. You don't have to you don't have to keep pushing that narrative because Jason Witten already stole the episode title." Oh yeah, fair enough. Shit, <laughs> shit. I thought I had a theme it is here. the it is the time I of deception. Theme, yeah. <laughs> that that theme. I thought I had a gone. theme. Yeah. Um, <coughs> That's funny. So let's just we talk a lot about Kyler Murray, Brandon. Uh, Jer asked me if uh, Joey Boza could slip to four or five. Or Nick. pardon me, Nick Boza could slip to four or five. Do you think that's possible? Um, I wouldn't put past him. Why? Yeah. I, 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 um, can he clip the 4-5, like go, what, to like 4-3? No, 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 no. Fall me. to oh. pick 4 or 5. That's my call. Sorry, what's that? Oh, Brandon, do you think Nick Boza could slip to the 4th or 5th pick and not get selected first overall? Do you think there's a possibility that could happen? Oh, sorry, I do think it's possibly if, only if Arizona um, takes Kyler Murray first. That's the only way I think Boza goes to... Um, maybe the Jets even. So, who who's the second best football player in this draft? In your in your estimation? Oh God, that's maybe because, Williams or Allen. Yeah, I, I was thinking to myself, Quinnen Williams can play the three or the five technique, and he's the most disruptive interior player with the best motor. Okay, <laughs> but Josh Allen has seventeen and a half sacks coming off the edge in the SEC. I'm nothing if not a consistent person, and I think that means something yep. in that conference. That you, defense played well. If you want to talk about a hypothetical, because, I mean, it's February 28th. We don't know. These teams don't know who they're picking yet. It's all speculation, so let's speculate. Do you believe that the Jets are interested in trading that third overall pick for Demarcus Lawrence? And if that's true, armchair GM it. Do you trade him? And then if Nick Bose is uh, available, there's your replacement for Demarcus Lawrence. That's out there. I've read that. Whoa. Let me go first, okay? Not only is that a brilliant, not only is that a brilliant personnel move from a financial standpoint, but it is the healthiest, the healthiest choice because you have a young, hungry defense that is only going to get fed by more young talent. 
And you're developing the experience. But you lose you, you lose, you your lose the veteran leader on the defensive end, but you save $20 million and you get similar production. And I say similar. But what? We've got the A1 veteran leader coming back, apparently. So, I wonder if that's a move. Hey, we're thinking about shopping our defensive leader. We could use your leadership back in the fucking thing because we're thinking about sh cutting Sean Lee, too. Would you like to play tight end again? Dude, it, I wonder if this reeks of Jason Garrett. Like, he's on a one-year prove-it deal remaining on his contract. Then all Who of a else better than to bring back this guy? The the example. The example. How do I? How does anybody like dispute that that's that that's a potentially like logical thing? I I don't I can't disagree. Um, he, I don't think Brandon answered that D log. Did what do you think of that? I you know what? I you know what? I'm I'm up in arms with that. I don't think I don't think we should trade him away because we know what he can do. Um, obviously we know what some uh like uh. Was it Williams or Bosa can do and all that and Allen, but can they do that on the NFL level? We've seen what Elon's done on the NFL level with with the torn labrum for eight weeks, being double covers, all that. I think if the Cowboys are smart, we sign him. So I love how that's the exact opposite opinion because that makes great content. What what I'm wondering right now, Brandon, is if you don't favor a little bit better cap, a little bit more room. To maybe bring in another defensive free agent, like what? No. Yeah, you know what? You're not wrong there either. Um, that that would help too for for signing other players, but I'm a big D Law fan. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, too. It's hard. To, it's hard to change my mind. His leadership qualities are second to none. Brandon, are you busy at work today, bud? It's a little busy day. We're okay. uh, setting up for a big test for Monday. Okay. Um, we're not going to keep you too long. Uh, appreciate you answering. Um, we'll talk after about the next episode when we're going to set that up. Okay, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on again. Yeah, of course, brother. Thanks uh, for answering and thanks for listening and, and sponsoring and posting. Yeah, oh yeah, fuck, never mind. I just remembered something, but I'll save it for next week. Sounds good, guys. You All right, guys, buddy. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day, and we'll talk to you later in chat. Be safe. We'll talk, we'll talk in the group, hey, buddy. Cheers, guys. All right, peace, bro. You just texted me. I got to go. That's why I cut that off. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So, like, oh, fuck, this has been a train wreck of an episode, but who knows how it sounds. Um, God damn it, Let's try to, let's try, yeah, I know. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I always I always start out of a break with okay. Well, cut that okay. shit out. I, I okay. fucking hate when I do it. All right. Okay, well, so okay, so we're back. Okay, so we're back. Or okay, and so let's. We're back. I, oh, okay. She had printed up on a shirt. Okay, so dot dot dot. Welcome back. Oh, good talking point. Okay, so <laughs> see, fuck, I, I didn't even mean to do it. That's hilarious. See, now I can't edit that shit out because it's funny. I gotta leave it in and hang myself. Well, you suck, so... Either way. Carry on. What Johnny... Uh, ooh, what Johnny just made me think of saying okay. is that um, we have a new uh, set of merch that's gonna be available soon. Yeah. And um, we have a... Hopeful, hopeful new uh, sponsorship with uh, an, our exclusive uh, 
design uh, company that we're going to team up with to do this merch. Um, we're lucky to have them. Well, you're related to them. Oh, I couldn't be more happy to be so. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, any of the listeners that follow us on the Instagram or the Twitter, uh, just keep locked on to those stories. Hopefully uh, everybody enjoys those. We'll see what we can produce. And that things will be cool. available soon. For sure. um, yeah, and anybody that's already uh, ordered things, a couple guys from Ford, or not ordered, but told me that you're interested in getting one, uh, your, yours are first printed along with ours. So, Let's give uh, a short 10-minute segment to some running back positions and some offensive Yeah, we haven't positions. focused on the running back position in the draft basically at all yet. Um, so, I only think there's one. So, so Do you it, agree? I, I, I don't agree. You don't um, agree that I, there's only one running back that's a first-round talent? Oh, now that you finished your sentence. Oh, I didn't say that? No, you didn't. Well, I'm higher than fucking Randy Gregory, bro. Well, it's too bad, because he might not play football again. At least not until, you know, there's another election. Thank God. Um, what we need to focus on... Oh, Johnny Sassy, you're getting better at this. Johnny, <clears throat> no, he's, he's young Johnny. He's no so, longer young Jamie or Savon. He's no. young... Yeah. Uh, and also, he's, not to keep derailing you, which great. we did a lot last week, too, and it was actually kind of funny. Okay. Um... <laughs> Oh, Jay Bone's getting good. He is getting good, and he's also Coco the monkey. Good, and he's also episode sixteen with us now. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's all. So he's Johnny full time. No, he's Johnny uh, fucking yeah, full time yeah, now. I mean, but like he's, know, I mean, he's 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 provided the winter uh, the winter studio too, know, and, and upgraded us quite fucking like. This couch is comfier than the couch in the fucking garage. I tell you, in, the, in the bunker. I'm a hell of a lot happier here than I am there. Um, not in the not in the fall. No, it's good in the fall with the, with the door fall, open yeah. and no, oh yeah, beautiful. okay. No. You know, it's just you got a three watt heater. Well, the no. up and, and <laughs> apparently only pointed at me. <laughs> I've seen the picture. <laughs> no. If anything on the picture is accurate, that's accurate. You know that's the accurate. what else is accurate? <laughs> Mike with the mini helmet on top of his head is pretty accurate. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on my desk. Have you released those? Have you put those out? Oh, I will now. <laughs> I'm right. Don't make it look stupid. You got to draw Emmett still, bud. Don't make it right. look. Don't make it look dumb. Look at the face he just gave me. Oh, right. Keep making me <laughs> fucking draw. Your whole fucking family's in this picture now, bud. <laughs> we, don't even record, we don't even record at your house anymore. Why does fucking? Why do your kids have to be fucking drawing a picture? <laughs> I'm gonna put my room in there, bro. Well, because as soon as I told him, like, you gotta draw Emmett in the corner, like, with an empty juice box, saying like, "New talking pigskin," right? And, he, and he's like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." And I'm like, "Fuck, Owen's gonna be upset though, buddy." Just draw him up by the door with Mandy, saying like, "Come play Fortnite with me." Oh my! God. So now he's got a task, right? Well, now he's like, "Fuck!" Like, I I want to put my dog somewhere, just chilling in there as well, so. Because, you know, dogs are people, too. Okay, um, running Jacobs. backs. Who's running hey, backs? Let me get back to Josh Jacobs. God damn it. Go to the I first round. throw Hank in there, too. Hank's all right. What? <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's going to be a little ferret in the corner. Oh, he's smoking here. Oh, you don't care. Oh, Hank's cool shit. He's not going to tell anybody. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. He's like, I think this is illegal. Anyway, okay, running backs. I've seen Josh so Jacobs. So we all think Josh Jacobs as high as Tampa other Bay. One that you disagree that you. I think that Devin. Or did you have stuff you want to say about? I think. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to derail you a couple times. Johnny's just Johnny's used to be in the B mic from Saturday. Now he just wants to get that mic time. He's like, "Fuck you! I'm more than a keyboard." <laughs> the power is it's gone. Who's that? Power corrupts all. Uh, 
What I like about Josh Jacobs, I've seen him go as high as fives, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't Shut think the so. They have down. holes everywhere, yeah. What I like about him is he is a truck. He has tread on the tires, and he is quick twitch at his size. Yeah, 27 to the Raiders. And in the SEC, to produce at that level, and I know that the left tackle, Jonah Williams, is very talented, so he benefited from, from him. Um, I can see him going as high as five, and I can see him slipping to the Oakland Raiders with where you just pointed out. You can see him going me, high as Josh Gordon. Oh, my God. And Randy Gregory sitting around a room just brewing bong hits, being like, bro, I killed the NFL. It's insensitive. No, you you don't know what he's gone through, man. He's no, no, I don't, anxiety, but at the same time. Should be able to smoke dope. It's fu- We're doing an episode on that soon, too. Not to keep derailing you, but we're fucking doing an episode I, on I, how bullshit this is. For the I amount of joints we smoke on, on this podcast game. while we record... And yeah. we're when we're you know what I mean giving them shit that they can't stay in the league. I mean, I feel like it's I just, not quite right. I don't totally agree. Seventy percent of the league. I just want it. to know that. If- Smoke weed every day. If you guys were NFL football players, you you would both be called derail. Um, what I like about Devin Singletary's game is. He could sneak into the first round, and it's really, really sneaky because if a player has a really good combine and players fall in love, or scouts fall in love with his pro day, there's no reason to say that there's only one first round back. As it stands today, Jerry, you're absolutely right. That's the case. Now, there are more than one first round offensive tackles going. So, uh, Taylor, out of Florida, SEC guy, he is as good against the run as he is the pass. He's a gigantic, six foot five, three hundred twenty pound mauler, and it's really, really exciting to see that Jonah Williams out of Alabama, another SEC guy, is an absolutely complete player. And I didn't like him against Clemson in the national championship, but then again, last time I checked, that defensive line potentially has three first round picks in Farrell Lawrence. Um. Devin Singletary's numbers. Thank you very much, Johnny Stats. Those are unbelievable st- statistics. And uh, nice fucking five point two average. Jesus, yeah, get some water in that in that cotton mouth. My lord, it's almost as if Devin Singletary knows what to do when the ball is in his hands. Or ridiculous. And what I really like about his game is is it's is it's absolutely complete. Now, Josh Jacobs has only two touchdowns too. It's unbelievable. Josh Jacobs has more tread on the tires, but how do you measure that at this point in a player's career? You I mean, FAU averages, what, like 56 points a fucking game? Like, That's So 22 touchdowns from the running back, I mean... Relatively are speaking... Are they a little bit uh, it's, it, fabricated? And that's, well, these may, were their... Guys, it's all relative, okay? And I oh, completely I understand how some of these scores look more like a college basketball game. I bet on, I bet on them every Saturday. Right? So, so Josh Jacobs has gone against far greater defensive talent. Nobody's arguing that. But you also have to go out on the football field and make that happen. Okay? Yeah. And Devin Singletary has. And I think that if the measurables blow scouts away, and if he has an unbelievable pro day, there's no reason that he can't slip in to the first round and say, oh, I don't know, Oakland. Yeah. Because I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to be there, bro. Before someone kills I me, I, I would bet the over in those I, <laughs> I wasn't bet, I wasn't betting the win every Saturday. I was just betting the overs. <laughs> There's no push in that game. It's yeah. typically the over, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but after, after Singletary, I think that it is 
pretty wide open. Um, I like Bryce Love at Stanford. He he, he showed a lot of production. Yeah. Um, the 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 question is size and and, and durability. Um, but don't sleep on George's Elijah Holyfield. Um, an SEC guy who played behind Chubb and Michelle for two seasons. So you wouldn't get a lot of touches either when you think about those two athletes, how they performed in the NFL. You, you wouldn't play much if you played behind them either. So don't sleep on the son of an unbelievable boxer who has intimate knowledge of Mike Tyson. Um, what, what we can see in this draft at the tailback position is a lot of undervalued players. And I think that that's Montgomery. I think that's Holyfield. Um, Gosh, I'd like Jacksonville to be able to get Elijah Holyfield in the second round. Um, if you could go Kyler, Kyler Murray, at, <laughs> Kyler Murray at seven, Elijah Holyfield at 30, 39, I believe. Doctor <laughs> says I need a back behind me. I just realized what you were doing, man. I did Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, oh fuck, man. Oh, I, 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 I've been moving interchangeably between offensive linemen and, and, and running backs, and it's not very organized or structured. And for that, I'm sorry. But um, what, <laughs> what I know for sure is uh, four offensive linemen go in the first round and one running back for certain. Um, and watch Singletary the next couple of weeks. Because he could slip into the first round. Johnny had to leave the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably had to go potty, but... Oh, go potty. Oh, my God. All right. Um, what do you think about my guy from Ohio State? Uh, what do you want me to say? Old Blainer? Like, what's that? Is it old Blainer? No, no, no. Oh. Running backs. We're, we're talking running backs, oh, bro. still running backs, bro. Wait, what do you backs. want me to say? Like, he's, he's a day three guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I, I mean, there's not really much to. I'll, I'll take him in the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. For, well, for a two-headed monster with Zeke, I'm sure Zeke would like another uh, Buckeye. You can't deny Power Five production, man, and he, he performed. But what I don't, what I don't understand is time to time to get the papers. Get the papers. Yeah. Trying to get the papers. What I don't understand is why Dallas isn't trying to target more offensive help. But players that, oh, that, man, that they that, did, brother. They that, that can throw to them. They got the, they got gold jacket went back. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to get derailed again, so I'm just going to ask you in the third round: Do you like wide receiver? For me, for me, like for, for the Dallas Cowboys, like yeah, for my team. That's what I'm asking you, because you had brought up a certain player to me. Give me Debo Samuel at 58, bro. Oh, that's not that's not outrageous. It's not because he could play in the slot. Kick, we'll kick Amari into the slot. No, no, keep him outside and draw double cover. So Debo well, not every can down. Learn how to play. Not every down. Mm, okay, but those those two though. could be interchangeable. Like Amari r- runs every. I did not give that guy enough credit for how crisp of a route runner he is. Uh, actually, speaking of which, like it was it was uh tr- it was it was shit talking when he put it in the other group chat. Uh, Uncle Timbo there, talking about you guys, no wonder you guys can't run fast, you just try to run fast, how about trying to run crisp, and he put that article, yeah, yeah. It, 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 like, I don't need to read that shit, but I, it was a good read, um, 
Yeah. There's. I can't say. Shout out Uncle Timbo. Can't say that. Yeah. I disagree. It's it's just interesting that like. You he's so versatile, and you bring in another guy that's versatile like that because I think he's he could be another interchangeable guy. And even Gallup showed some some ability to play in the slot, which is very hard. Like Des could had a very hard time as a rookie and second-year player playing in the slot. Nobody can dispute that Dak needs more help at the skilled position to help his development. So adding Jason Witten, coming back out of the booth. Yeah. And I think at 58, Debo Samuel. Now Cole Beasley is expendable. You get a first-year rookie contract on the books. I understand there's $49 million in cap space, but some of that's going to be allotted to Earl Thomas. And I think there might be... I don't know, room and, for another free agent signing. Resign, re, no, re-sign no, Tavon, cheap uh, contract. For your, Real cheap. For your one-year prove guy. it. One-year one year prove it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think that it's not outrageous to think you guys could target a little bit more defensive secondary depth because who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen in this free agency? Who knows where certain players are going to go? What, like a Jalen Ramsey getting traded for Patrick Peterson and, and, and what's his name there for their seventh overall draft pick included? Have you seen that trade? I have, but it's, that's I crazy. Mean, again, oh we're in the God. season of deception and shit, but it, like Patrick Peterson and Josh Rosen for the seventh overall pick and Jalen Ramsey is kind of crazy, but at the same time, like I didn't can cock that and put it out there. Someone else that gets paid to do this shit did. Yeah. No, Is I that don't. Just clickbait. I don't think that that's going to happen, um, especially because Jalen Ramsey is going to get paid, and Jacksonville is going to be the team to pay him. You think so? Right? I I do personally. Uh, um, sorry. I yeah. mean, to go a little bit away from the draft, I want to focus on your Jags. We've been talking about the Cowboys a lot. Sure. Um, about time. Ugh, shut up. Yeah, insert. I don't see Jacksonville losing again. Um, <laughs> Uh, you like Teddy Two Gloves? I prefer Teddy Bridgewater over Nick Foles, and it's completely a money I thought thing. you clarified that for me in that tone. Yeah. And it's a... No. And or for, not for me, but for... But you, I like Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, no, I don't know this Teddy Two Gloves character you're concocting. I don't know why you would call him Two Gloves like he wears Two Gloves when he plays football or something. Oh. Um... Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is, My name is Teddy Two Gloves. I wear two fucking isotoners like I'm OJ. Every game. Um, drop. So, yeah, no. Is a better financial decision to bring in Teddy Bridgewater than it is to bring in Nick Foles? Also, because you have $16.5 million allotted in dead money to Blake Forbes. Um, what I can't see is them skipping on Murray or Haskins, whomever is there at, at, at seven. Regardless of whoever is dangling a trade, like let's say that Miami wants to go from 13 to 7 because of one of those two quarterbacks, the aforementioned top two, um, I, I really see this as more of an offensive-minded outlook. I see them taking a quarterback. I, I see them taking a running back um, somewhere on the second day. So Teddy Bridgewater will be able to meld and, and build with a new young team, and now's the time to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of kind of hard to argue with that, right? It kind of is. But so, who do you like at seven then? If they let's say that they Kyler pick Murray up, or Dwayne Haskins, I'm literally I'm literally one and one a right now. I need to see combine and I need to see pro days, but right now, I mean, you were right. Kyler Murray's not going. Why to are show you looking me at me like that? 
I was rapping in my head, actually. <laughs> nice. Best answer there ever. There you go. Just staring it. at me, rapping in his no, head. No. I'm like, well, now I'm kind of nervous. What the fuck? No. I, was I think that's how rap battles start, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're back in uh, Jair's Green Lumina. Um, listen, it's one in one A for me. Green with, Goblin. It, yeah, it's one in one A with. I, I remember you in the GT parking lot. With that green lumina, and it's like embedded in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why, but um, one one a Haskins and Murray for me because you can't pass on either one of those talents, and seven is a spot for both of them. Seven is not a spot for Drew Luck or Dan Jones. Not to take anything away from those two players, but it's about where you take athletes. Statistically speaking, you're stupid not to take somebody who threw for fifty touchdowns. Statistically speaking, you're stupid not to take the Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. For me, so yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> I felt like past four was played. Really Fucking quick. Really quick. You Slow that down to half speed. <laughs> but what I think is that um, if Teddy Bridgewater is picked up, then we'll take the best defensive lineman on the board. And I think. Oh, sorry. So you got a one on one A. What's the yeah. most for you to separate them? Because you're going to eventually have to do that. What's the most important part of Dwayne Haskins' evaluation for you? I know that Dwayne Haskins can make every single throw on the football field, okay? The thing about Kyler Murray that I don't know is when he takes his three, five, and seven-step drops, is he going to be reminiscent of a Dak Prescott and not be able to hit every single throw but be athletic enough to make enough plays and have have a statistically sound career, okay, but still yet to have won anything substantial aside from... Lots of room for improvement. Right? So... They are similar... Similar, uh... Framed guys and and I mean different type of passers clearly, but and, I, th- I mean one's more efficient with his legs than the other. I think that I trust using it. I think I think you two would agree. I think that I trust Dwayne Haskins in the pocket a little bit more than I trust Kyler Murray. Me too. And I think that I trust Kyler Murray outside of the pocket to make plays and to make things happen a little bit more than I do Haskins. Johnny, can you pull up how many times Josh Rosen was sacked in his rookie season? I don't. I'm not educated enough on the Arizona Cardinals offensive line. Do you think it's because like Portals ask numbers? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, as far as getting slapped around, well, uh, it was. I know for a fact that I know for a fact that the Sean Watson and Dak were one, one and two yeah. in sacks. Like I don't like. I'm not falling in love with like Blake Bortles, my the point, player, but my point is that if if Murray goes one to the Cardinals, then mm-hmm. there better be a good offensive line in front of him, like there was at Oklahoma. Because if not, then what is he gonna do? Good luck. What like what what value? Forty five for Rosen. Wowzers. Kyler Murray's fucking getting 45 sacks 45. this year so as a Cardinal. There's 16 games and Jesus. he gets sacked 45 times. That's two and a half times a game. So that's two and a half times a game that the defense like, <laughs> smacks you behind the line of scrimmage. Like, I, I just don't see how you can still develop as a passer in today's NFL. You want to talk about size? You want to talk about size? That's what she said. <laughs> now he's getting sacked two and a half times a game. So I agree with you. Yeah, it's, and that's got to go into their decision making. It would mine. Forty-five sacks in fourteen games. So the thing that I like about Haskins is I trust him in the pocket a little bit more, just in Ooh. summation. Um, and Kyler Murray to make a little bit more um, of something out of nothing. Jaguars at seven need one of those two players, and if they sign Teddy Bridgewater instead, 
he'll be able to take the best defensive player there. But I don't think that the Nick Foles is a good signing. I think $40 million for two average athletes is, is not good business. It's 3.2 sacks a game. Pardon me. Did I say two and a half? Oh, pardon me. It's 3.2. There's some bad math. Anybody out there who can do math in their head, I, I sure as hell can't. So you're better than me. I didn't do that in my head. I pulled the calculator up quick. But <laughs> like, Speaking of calculators, wow. When, when you told us that you got into that quarterback evaluation and, and busted out the calculator and then proceeded <laughs> to tell us the scores of 99, 98, 98, 96, the next four players, what the fuck did you need a calculator for? I don't know. I think I might have... Uh... <laughs> I think I might have Donald Trump hoteled the, uh, the quarterback analysis there a little bit. I think I might have oversold it. Oh, this is funny. See, Hyperinflated those, are the thing, those are the reasons why I listen back. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just shit that yeah. sounds funnier listening in my headphones at work or in my car on the drive-in or whatever. Well, no, like your bullshit meter was true, so I mean, it's not like there was anything. You are speaking shit to me. Bit, so. Speaking shit to me. You are speaking <laughs> shit to me, guy. Um, that's actually a very nice segue. Um... <laughs> It really, it really doesn't matter in this draft if the Jacksonville Jaguars take one of the two best quarterbacks or one of the best defensive linemen because the value at seven is there. It's what happens on day two with two third-round picks and a second-round pick. Mm. Okay? Mm. So what I really like... And day what two I really is the best want, day of the draft. Oh, man, it is as well. If you I almost really, want to book it off work so we can just chill here and watch the entire thing and record the whole time. I Do four-hour fucking draft episodes. I don't have my schedule yet, but I do want to find that because that would be so happy. Um, but what I'm really excited about is the added depth to a football team that when, they, when injuries happen... Like to the left, left tackle, tackle, there wasn't really much that could be had. And then when an injury happened to the running back, there was nothing that could be had from an offensive standpoint. Like there was offensive inefficiency that was unforeseen with Cody Kessler starting games and Blake Bortles starting games, going two game stretches without scoring an offensive touchdown. Like it is just the ineptitude is abysmal. So I'm really <coughs> looking forward to the added depth on day two. Johnny's packing up. Johnny, pack up. That makes me think, too. He's Johnny. done a good job of making a new Johnny every week, eh? You notice that? Remember we joked the first time he was on with us? Kind of clever, actually, yeah. And I was like, you should do that every week. And, and yeah. He didn't even acknowledge it, I don't think, but he's done it. Well, he's, acknowledge, he's acknowledged it by doing it every episode since. Everybody. His fucking Batman voice. Thanks for listening us to us derail. Thanks for listening to us go off on tangents. He meant to say, listen, thank you for listening to me. Me get derailed by these two fucking clowns the last 25 minutes. Thank you for listening to Jerry the Cowboy getting shocked and appalled and absolutely incredulous. Beside myself. At Jason Witten. And thank you for listening to Johnny Stats coming up with a nude name every single week. (laughs) That's it? That's all he brought to the podcast? That's all he brought to the You're going to make Aaron real mad right now. Bro. Listen. The, he's buzzing in that beehive right yeah, now. That, that Johnny that, and you're lucky they're in Thailand right now. Yeah, he's, 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 John, he's listening Wait, actually, on that he's, flight. He's, he's, yeah. Johnny Bones, who are you signing Johnny off as? Bones. Who are you signing off as? J-Bones! Coco the monkey. Oh, today was Coco. Johnny. Johnny Coco? You're selling Coco a monster in the 1930s. Coco the monkey. Coco the monkey. <laughs> Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Too bad it wasn't Johnny Diaz, because then you could be Johnny Coco. Yeah. <laughs> All right. His long, his long lost son. 
thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to everybody that's uh, following on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. All those numbers continue to rise every week, uh, along with the amount of listens that we're getting every week. So, like Please. I said, the off season is not going to slow us down. Um, Comment, question, listen, like, subscribe. Communicate with us about anything in any way, and we'll talk content, we'll talk whatever. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Because if we get derailed, it's just because we have so much stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, shout out to all the new listeners. Um, emails, talkingpigskinpodcast uh, at gmail.com. And yeah, until next time. Have a good one. Let the gavel swing. Get out of my sight, you fuck. Fuck this. DK Metcalf. So, when I look at a guy like that... Dismissed. Dismissed.